Why don't you come and ride with me? <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would be a good idea. Hello and welcome. I am Daniel Mangena, your host today for Method Meets Magic, where spirituality meets personal development. Uh, those of you who joined us for our inaugural show last week would know that my co-host is Jess Bubico. Jess is on her way in. She'll be joining us uh, right after the next break. But for now, hey, how are you doing? And where are you listening from? Last week, we spoke about what it means to be magic and what it means for me to bring some method. Jess and I spoke about a good few things. We're looking forward to sharing some really groovy tips with you over the days, weeks, years, months to come. Who knows how long this is going to go on? I hope forever. Do you? Tell me, guys, who actually went away and had a think about what magic means to them? How many of you have taken what we spoke about last week and had a good old think about what method means to you. We spoke about a few things. We spoke about the choice machine, being in control of what's showing up for you in your life. We also spoke about joining us on social media. How many of you did that? I don't know. Today, we have a fun-packed show for you. We are going to be introducing a very special announcement later on. When is it gonna show up? I don't know. You have to stay tuned and listen out. We are going to be talking about some of the good things that you do in your life that are really going nowhere. How many of you have been doing your best to create new outcomes, to create a new life for yourself and are not really getting somewhere with it? Stay tuned for that. And also, Jess is going to be sharing some information about an article she wrote on the law of attraction. I am very, very excited to talk about that as we go on. Kicking off this uh, first section of the show though, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the choice machine and exactly who it is that's doing the thinking. What do I mean by that? Those of you that listened in last week heard me talking about a cheeky little philosophy I have about who we are right now. And that philosophy is simply this. If we look at what we consider to be our identity, uh, the things that we consider to be people we love, things we love, uh, places we like to go, even our favorite food, because of the way that time works, the way that scientists are teaching us that time works, by the time you've actually had a thought about that thing, it's already in the past. So every single thing that we're calling on to give us a sense or idea of who we are is in the past. And so because it's in the past, we're always reflecting back on memories. Now, if we're always reflecting back on memories, we're always calling on past experiences, then we need to look at what those experiences are. And if we really take a breath and think logically about that, every single one of those experiences is an outcome. And outcomes don't come from nowhere. And so each of those has a starting point. And when we get to the starting point of every single one of those paths or roads that lead us to these outcomes, we will always find that there's a crossroads that happens somewhere where we decided to take that road over another. So in short, the choice machine is these crossroads that we come across as we go through life. And how we actually start selecting which path we go on, and by selecting the path that we go on, identifying uh, which outcome that we're going to end up at, what experience we're going to have, and therefore the pool of experiences and memories that we're going to be calling on to be a specific state of being in the future. All that being said, the long and, sto the long and short of the story is, guys, if we want to be, have, know, or see something in the future, we need to be more deliberate in the choices that we make moment to moment and through those choices start selecting the outcomes that we're going to have in the future. Now, that's the very basis of the Beyond Intention paradigm, which is my four-step model that we're going to be using for a greater part of the method part of the, the, the work that we're going to be sharing with you on this show. Jess comes with that intuitive magic. She is an absolute goddess with that. She's actually my intuition coaching is teaching me to tap into my intuitive skills and as she discussed about magic last week we all have magic within us and that magic is it's a core it's an essential part of who we are and it's a it's a beautiful gift that we all share in different facets that we can tap into and start expressing really what we deserve in our lives and that's a snippet of what we're going to be talking to you about over the uh, over the time we're going to spend together just a heads up in about three weeks time, we are going to be having our first call-in show. We're very excited to, to share that with you. We're looking forward to having as many of you as possible tune in, 
get your questions ready. Start making some notes about the things that we're talking about. Feel free to hit us up on social media as well. You can check out methodmeetsmagic.com. That will take you to our Facebook page. We'd love for you to uh, to follow us on there. Jess is at jess.bubbaco on Instagram, and I'm Dreamer CEO. We have a lot of fun on there. We'd love to uh, to share and connect with you on there. And keep this conversation going. Feel free to slide in the DMs, as they call it, and uh, let us know what you'd like to hear us talking about on the show. Really excited to uh, to join you in expanding your experience and making life a little bit better for you. Um, I've just been notified that uh, Jess is going to be here shortly. Let's see if Jess wants to jump on now. Hi. Are you jumping, Jess? I'm here. Hello. I absolutely love this. I've done a, a very... Uh, very thorough introduction, Jess. I very, listened. Very thorough. I Did listened. you listen? Yeah, on the way up, I listened in, and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds great! I love it." Was so, it acceptable? Was it acceptable? Does it meet your intuitive standards of magic? It does. It totally does. And I would love, <laughs> I would love, love, love to give. Let's give some um, practical examples here because we talked about. I love the talk about the choice machine because the choice machine yes. is super powerful, super important. Um, and I would love to give an example like. Somebody out there who's listening to our radio station and is like, I want to start making better choices. I want to do something different for myself in my life. Um, what What's a good, like a subject or a topic or an intention that somebody who's saying, you know what? Yeah, I do want to make a change in my life. I do want to start using the choice machine. What do I use the choice mach- machine for? Do I use the choice machine for when I'm making choices between whether to go to, you know, Arby's versus the salad place? Do I use Wait, it for- wait, wait, wait. What's, what's Arby's? Oh, I'm what? sorry. I forgot. You're not. I'm a foreigner. I'm you're... a foreigner. Fill me in. You're not from Expand around here. Universe. Expand my universe a little bit more, my love. Arby's is a fast food restaurant. Is it delicious? I don't think I've ever had it before, if I'm going to be honest. I'm interested in why you picked Arby's, and I'm, I'm just going to segue out of your very beautiful question. Why did you pick <laughs> Arby's? It just came to me. I looked out the window, and I looked at the gorgeous, <laughs> the gorgeous mountains, and the first thing that came to me was Arby's. What does that say about me? I don't know. I accept this. <laughs> I accept this. I accept this. Subconsciously, Arby's is seen as beautiful. We should definitely speak to Arby about sponsorship. Love it. I don't know. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. But I would always say, Jess, I would always say, go where there's the least resistance, especially when you're building new patterns of behavior. You're starting um, down a new road. You're going into something new. I always talk about micro shifts and beyond intention. And that's something that we're going to talk about an awful lot in the show. Baby steps with deliberate uh, compounded baby steps with a very clear deliberate outcome but it's always best to start where there's least resistance so if there's something big in your life that's really causing you a lot of trouble i would uh i would err uh, away from from starting there i'd start with yeah something like picking between the salad place and the delicious maybe we don't know we've not eaten there um fast food joint which one which one do you want to go to or which one do you want to stop going to if you've got uh, tightness around that, then start playing with that. If it's something like, I mean, I use it for clothes, right? Uh, what I'm going to eat for the day. Every choice gives the opportunity to start building up a pattern of being in control of your choices, being in command of your choices, being in the driver's seat of your choices. Mm-hmm. Every single choice that you make builds a pattern of you being deliberate about your choices. And something that we're going to talk about as we go through um, mm, I'm not going to say that because it gives something away about what we're mm. going to discuss later. One thing that I'm going to talk about for my contribution to what we're sharing with everyone is this whole idea about who is actually doing the thinking. Like, mm. where are the thoughts coming from? Where is the um, the instinct or the gut feeling to do something coming from? Is it coming from... We'll talk about that later. But building the habit of doing these things consciously, even in these small choices and decisions, quote unquote small, really builds its habit of I'm actually doing it. I'm consciously choosing this. And therefore, when we need to step into a situation where we need to really be in the driver's seat in that moment, then we're more practiced in doing so. I love it. This is bringing up so many more questions, lovely questions that I have for you in regards to what you were talking about, because even this idea of so. I'm envisioning and I'm imagining if I'm taking this and I'm putting this into practical terms, um, maybe for people who are not familiar with the idea of I want to invite everybody in, because if you're saying to yourself, what's expansion, what's contraction? I don't know what that feels like. 
Um, I'm interested to know. I'm curious about it, but I don't quite get what that means. I think um, speaking to what you just said, paying attention to our bodies when we're making decisions can be a very good indicator, especially if you're saying to yourself, I want to make different choices. Let's pick the topic of health. I want to make different choices in my health because I've not been operating at my 100%. You know, I want to be able to play with my kids more, but I'm experiencing discomfort and pain in my body. I want to, you know, you have these ideas of what you desire your life to look like, what you desire to be able to do with a healthy body. So sometimes you could be sitting there and you could say, you know what, Arby's does feel really expansive today, the French fries and the... um, the milkshake and all of the, the, the delicious things that <laughs> perhaps Arby's, which we don't even know if Arby's actually really we serves them. <laughs> we making our pitch for sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I'm thinking to myself, it could feel expansive. If I'm in a place where I'm saying, oh, I'm stressed out and I don't feel good, um, the cheeseburger or the Arby's delicious sandwich, even though perhaps it's a higher calorie content, could feel expansive in my body it could feel in my heart i could feel like oh yeah expansion expansion to me feels like my heart feels happy when i think about having that cheeseburger <laughs> right but i i think i think what you're talking about is um really powerful so if you're saying to yourself yeah i'm just starting to pay attention to my body and sometimes choices that don't necessarily aren't going to make me healthier or you know i want to go out on a friday night because i want to meet somebody Mm-hmm. And what feels really good to me is um, taking the whole weekend and spending it inside and not going and meeting anyone, even though my intention is I really want a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner, whatever mm-hmm. terminology you use. I think the idea of what you were just talking about is where are you making your choices from? Yes. And because what by, oh, carry on, love. Yeah, no. I, what I'm thinking is there's two there's two different places you could be making a choice from here, right? Like I could be making the choice from kind of unconsciously because I think we use the word subconsciously often, but I think unconsciously, I'm not conscious of what's going on in my mind. Unconsciously might be, I really don't feel good about myself, so I'm going to eat the cheeseburger, mm-hmm. and then that's going to make me feel better versus consciously. I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm recognizing I don't feel good. I'm experiencing in my body right now that I'm feeling sad or I'm not feeling good about myself, whatever it might be. And then I can, instead of just feeling that feeling, eating the thing that's not going to serve my health and my higher purpose, which is to go out and be with my kids and move around really in a, in a way that my body feels free, that I don't feel prisoner to my body versus... Um, you know, being in a place where you're feeling like I don't feel good about myself and I want to hold the vision of what it is that I want for myself, which is to feel good in my body. I'm going to make a different choice because I'm moving from a different place. See, so much comes up again from that, Jessasaurus. So much comes up from that. Do By the way, shout, shout out to your auntie that now calls you Jessasaurus. Thank you for... <laughs> joining the Jessosaurus crew. <laughs> Those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, head to doitwithdanvlog.com. Check out the interview uh, that kicked off this relationship with myself and Jess, um, where Jessosaurus was born, was truly born in that interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think I, we I, should Do you think we should bring them back? Should we go to break and bring them back afterwards and talk to them more about this? I think that would be groovy. Let's, let's give them a break, because we've given them a lot to process. Um, and then we can come back and maybe also start talking about some things that they're doing in their life that they're not really making the most out of or they could get more out of. And at the moment, they're not really maximizing. I think that'd be really groovy. What yeah. was one of the things that you wanted to talk about? Just give them one. What's I was one of the things? Say, basically, what you're talking about is tools that you may have heard about in your lifetime where people are saying, oh, law of attraction, make a vision board. Put it up on your wall, slap it up there, and you will Mm. attract everything that you desire. That's a tool Mm. that we use in order to um, help us create the life that we want to live. So we're going to be talking about tools like that and how to use them more effectively. Yes. Because they're not wrong. They're not bad. We can just... But they they might not be for you. And we're going to tie in the choice machine and some method to how this magic ties across. Let's give them a break. Yeah. And then we'll come back. We'll come back. Eric, 
my good man, we we look to you for some breaks, sir. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how, and we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. Did you know as many as 15 million Americans have been diagnosed with COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease? Sadly, COPD is the third most common cause of death in the United States. Hi, I'm Representative Cindy Rhee from Washington. As many as 12 million adults may have COPD and not know it. COPD could include wheezing, cough, chest tightness, and shortness of breath, and it can vary from day to day. COPD is a disease that can worsen over time, and patients may experience flare-ups. Flare-ups can increase shortness of breath and uncontrollable coughing and may lead to hospitalization or even death. While COPD is not curable, there are treatments available to help you breathe better and prevent flare-ups. If you or a loved one has COPD, please talk with your doctor to create an action plan that fits your lifestyle. For more information, please visit womeningovernment.org. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Attract the world. All right. We are bringing it back to Method Meets Magic with Jess, myself, that's me, and Dan. Hope that's you- me. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the break. We were talking about, before the break, we were talking about making choices. We are making choices all day long. Everything that we do is a choice. Choice whether I want to sit up straight or I want to slump down in my chair. Choice if I want to have... Huh? I'm sitting up. Okay, I get the message. Yeah, I was not. (laughs) Dan and I are FaceTiming because he's actually down in Cabo and I am in (laughs) Seattle. So that was my uh, cue for you to sit up nice and straight. Um, (laughs) But we're talking, we were talking about choices and how to make choices and start to become more conscious of the fact we often operate in our day making the same kind of choices all day long because our body's in the habit of making the same choices. Like I get up in the morning, we get into a routine. I get up, I go to the bathroom, I come back, um, I drink the water, maybe brush the teeth, whatever your routine is. Hopefully you brush your teeth and then drink water, but judgment-free zone if you don't. Um, So we're talking about really how do you run your life more consciously, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and I've got a tool for that. Would you like it? Yeah, handing it over. Okay, so this is what you do. Um, don't do anything without thinking about whether you really want to do it for a day. Just try it for one day. For one day, don't go to the bathroom without challenging whether you really want to go to the bathroom. Don't go and take a sip of water without challenging whether you truly want to take a sip of water. And then what starts to happen is you start separating yourself away from the state of consciousness actually doing the water drinking to become a state of consciousness asking about the water drinking. This is part and parcel of one of the most powerful ways you can start stepping into what Eckhart Tolle talks about being the watcher. Um, you hear other conscious uh, consciousness speakers and philosophers talking about being the observer, stepping into the I am space, which is what I generally refer it to, and becoming the observer instead of the the one doing the thing so even when you start getting into crazy patterns of thought right these uh, these loops in your mind where you get stuck in 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 energy traps and what i call energy traps and and other habitual crazy patterns where you feel like ah it's so much i can't stop the thoughts are non-stop the second that you start thinking about what you're thinking about you do the same thing you separate yourself off because if you are thinking about what you're thinking about how can you be the one doing the thinking at the same time? 
Wow. Tell me, Dan, what do you define as an energy trap? Because what I heard from what you just said is um, maybe somebody who is has what we call the monkey mind, like I have mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts. I get tra- yes. tripped up in a thought. Um, yep. I need, um, I- I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm at work. I'm not good enough. Something happened. Mm-hmm. And now I'm all of a sudden thinking about how like five minutes down the line when I was in the fourth grade, my teacher told me that I, my handwriting wasn't good enough and I'm in total panic mode and my body has been overtaken by angst or anxiety or whatever it may be. All of the things. Yeah. So what, what do you define as an energy trap? So an energy trap is a level beyond just what you just discussed. An energy trap is anything that pulls you away from the present moment. Now, we're going to speak about this in a later show in more detail, um, but it's something that's going to be recurring. It's one of the concepts that people are going to hear me talking about a lot with this method piece. Because because of the way that time works, the only place it actually really exists is the present moment. And so one of the reasons why we don't end up so effective in making these choices that we spoke about earlier is because we're not in the only place that we can effectively make those choices, which is the present moment. Again, Eckhart Tolle talks about that a lot. Uh, Step two of Beyond Intention is all about coming back to the present moment. And when we're coming back to the present moment, what we are doing is freeing ourselves from energy traps, energy traps being anything that pulls us out of the present moment. Now, some people may be um, forgiven for thinking that energy traps have to be negative or bad, quote unquote, things. They don't. A happy thought that you are so engrossed in that it pulls your attention and energy away from the present moment also becomes an energy trap. Anxiety is a future-paced energy trap. It's getting so caught up in a potential future outcome that we end up being disconnected from the present moment. And then trauma tends to be what pulls us back. Um, sadness tends to be what pulls us back. Pain generally comes uh, tends to be from the past. But yeah, nostalgia. Um, I remember The Sopranos. Tony, Tony Soprano once said that, remember when is the lowest form of conversation? And I've always loved that phrase because if you're only remembering when then how can you be effectively in the present to create new experiences and take in the experiences available to you in the present moment? So an energy trap is anything that pulls you away from the present moment. If you were sitting next to me right now, I would throw my arms around your neck and give you a big fat hug because I love that concept that you are talking about right now. Thank you. <laughs> I want to like pause on that for a second um, because <laughs> – and you know this, Dan. Sometimes I'll be like, Dan, I love life. And I'm like mm. totally, my feet are <laughs> lifted up off the ground. Yes, I'm like totally <laughs> not in the present moment. <laughs> so anybody out there, um, yes, I, I love this concept. The the energy trap being like thinking about something that happened yesterday or 10 minutes ago or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Dan, talk me through, because this is coming to the um, – we're going to talk about universal laws a little bit later in the show, mm-hmm. but this is pulling to the universal law of the law of polarity. Um, okay. And I just had a, a conversation with somebody last night about the law of polarity and the masculine versus the feminine. We won't get, we won't go all the way down there um, right now, but what could be an indicator for someone? Because for anybody out there who's listening, um, if you've ever had a negative thought that then you got led down the rabbit hole and suddenly it, you're, it's late and like 10 minutes later and all of a sudden you realize that you've been ruminating or thinking about something for 10 minutes but you didn't really have the conscious awareness in the moment. And mm-hmm. then in the opposite direction too, like um, I think new love is a great one for this where you're like, <laughs> we're going to get married and do blah, blah, blah for the first date. I've never done that one before, just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> I, I may have done that, I'll be honest. <laughs> so what might be an indicator for somebody that they're um, in an energy trap? Can they pay attention to their body? Might, what what can, in, in either direction? Do you know what it is, Jess? Um, in the 10 years that I've been working on creating Beyond Intention, in the 15 to 16 years I've been in personal development, um, the people I speak to literally every day, it's becoming more and more apparent to me that the default for society is to be in energy traps. That seems to be society's default because we've lost connection with with the now. That's why that's why we had to have people like Eckhart Tolle bring the power of now to bring us this idea to bring us back to the reality of the fact that now is all that there is, 
and society as a whole really is constructed around this idea of no idea of delayed gratification. So we're always jumping into the future for now. Um, we have this whole thing of, like you said, we step into new relationships and immediately we're, we're making, we're constructing all of these ideas about what it should be in the future. Uh, we slip into new love and we're thinking about marriage instead of just enjoying their presence here and here and now. We get into a career when thinking about the, the pay rise. Uh, we get into a business and we're thinking about the Ferrari we're going to build with the profits. Uh, we get into a concert and we wonder what the encore is going to be and what we're going to eat later. We spend so much time running on these monkey mind based ideals about where we should be that we're just not here and now. And one exercise that um, I, I think uh, we're not going to do it now. We will do it maybe later in the show. I had the, the inspiration to do this. And that's just doing something called heart coherence, which is just a really powerful way to come back to the present moment. And over the coming weeks and months and years that we're talking about these ideas and teaching people these tools that they can do to actually start practically integrating the change into their lives, they're going to start seeing that when you are called back to the present moment, when I, we start teaching them about building their clearing toolkit, which is the practical things that they're going to do to come back to the present moment, that is what's going to give them this visceral experience of the fact that they really spend very little time in the now. We just we spend no time there at all. We are literally in energy traps as a default. And energy trap sounds quite you know dark and uh, horrible and negative. But like I said, even positive things or happy experiences, nostalgia, planning gleefully about what's going to happen in the future can be an energy trap. And energy trap is neither negative nor positive. It's just being out of the present moment. I love that. I think this is a great time to segue into talking about vision boards, because I think this is a great example of not being in the present moment. Yes. Can be. This can be a great example. Um, yep. And there was something else, but it's slipped my mind. Affirmations. We're going to talk about affirmations as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, to segue into to vision boards to start. Um, Let's start. Yeah. And I think we should just keep rolling through. Let's do it. Do you feel good about By the that? Way, I love the word segue. Like, I, I think it was... Super Sue that introduced it into my universe first. And now I love it and I use it all of the time. I love that. I think of yes. when I say Segway, I think of the little like people going through cities on the Segways. Yes. Do you know those? I do. I've always been scared to try one, though. Yeah. Well, we now have the birds. Have you seen the birds? Yes. The, the scooters for anybody who has not been in a city that has adopted birds. I don't think they have them in Seattle. Eric, do you know if they have birds in Seattle? They don't, but they have them in Tacoma. Okay. Okay. They're to me they're terrifying because they go really fast. They're kind of like segways, but I think faster. Jess, we have to do it then. I'm calling it. We have to do it. Okay. We have to fight this yeah, and do okay. it. And we're gonna it's we'll done. video it. We'll do a okay. Facebook live on the Facebook um we'll group. When we're in Dallas, okay. we'll see if we ha they have them there. Or we'll go to let's Tacoma when you come back here. Boom. Done. Okay. Yes. So vision boards. Let's talk about vision boards. Anybody out there? Again, I really want to make the point clear here. If you are a vision board person and you love vision boards, there is nothing wrong with vision boards. I have created many a vision board in my lifetime. Um, where I see people getting, if we're gonna let's let's tie the energy traps here actually to vision mm -hmm. boards. What I see often with people, and we're we're gonna be talking about this in the coming weeks when we do. Um, we have a announcement. Secret. We have an announcement. I think that's going to come at the end of the show. So stick around till the end of the show. Um, stick around, yeah. stick around. So a vision board can be amazing because for me, a vision board is being able to take what's in my mind of what I desire for myself. Because even the word desire, I think, has gotten an icky rap at times mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that we've seen in culture. Like you shouldn't desire something. You should be grateful for what you have in the here and now. But... Mm -hmm. When I think about desire, I'm like, life, the idea of life started with desire, right? Like uh, mm -hmm. two people have to desire each other enough to create life, uh, to come yep. together and create life. So for me, desire is a word of creation, uh, all creation that is um, true to what I want for mm -hmm. myself as opposed to perhaps my head is, uh, and even the things that come from our mind, I think I should do this. Mm -hmm. instead of doing what I really want to do. I should go to the movies with my friends instead of, um, you know, hanging out. Eating Arby's. 
eating Arby's while taking a bubble bath. Uh, <laughs> gross. I just got this image of like the Arby's falling into the bubble bath, which is disgusting. Sorry for anybody else who now has that image in their head. Um, but <laughs> even even me going to the movies with my friends instead of doing what I truly desire to do in the terms of self-care, I guess, comes from a desire to be liked or want it to be recognized by other people, something like that. Yeah, but that's the, that's the energy trap of other people's expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's where I think the idea of creating a vision board is really about asking yourself what you truly desire for yourself and then mm-hmm. using the mm-hmm. vision board as a reminder for when the monkey mm-hmm. mind starts to show up or mm-hmm. the I need to make somebody else happy in their life starts to show up. It brings a sort of visual reminder of... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just saying there's a couple of really interesting ways that this shows up. The, the question of alignment shows up here. And for me, principally, there's two there's two points on the matter of alignment that really show up. The first point on the matter of alignment is this. Is this desire my desire? Because if it's not my true desire, then I'm not going to be able to get into alignment with it fully. And we're going to talk about alignment a little bit later on when we have a special announcement. But if I'm not really, if it's not really my desire, it's someone else's, then I'm not really going to be able to get into that alignment, that measurable frequency. Those of you who are on with us last week, when we use the word frequency, we're not talking about a woo-woo, um, airy-fairy frequency thing. We're talking about a measurable frequency of who and what you are in the moment and how that works to attract things around you that are in alignment with that. And if my desire isn't really my desire, but it's the desire that I was fed in the past, and therefore I'm perpetuating that desire in the form of me saying, yeah, I want a white picket fence, uh, five bedrooms, and uh, an SUV or a minivan, but deep down I don't truly want that, I'm not going to be able to generate a true frequency and alignment with that in order to create it. So the alignment of the thing and who I am is one form of alignment, And the other thing that pops up in relation to vision boarding is, is vision boarding the most optimal way for me to have that monkey mind reminder? Um, When you and I were speaking before, you were talking about whether the textures and stuff of a vision board are in alignment with me. Are they optimal for me? For some people, maybe they should be using a mind movie. For some people, maybe they should be using some kind of subliminal audio because that's actually more effective for who and what they are. So... I think it's important that people look to some of these ideas and look to some of these tools and start asking themselves, is this good for me? Is this optimal for me? Instead of just jumping on bandwagons, maybe playing with it, testing it on low resistance items and seeing, is this actually an optimal tool for me to use? I love that. Yeah. And this begs the question, too, of like, what is alignment? What does alignment mean? Which I know we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about about in depth over the next certain amount of weeks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if I break this down for myself, it's um, like in what alignment means to me, what's in alignment with me means what is it that I want and are the things that I am choosing to do with my life, Mm -hmm. do do they reflect that? Like if I'm saying- Do they match up? Do they match up? Do they match up? If I'm saying- I want to have a partner in life and um, I want a partner who takes care of themselves, who makes fitness a priority, um, who comes in with a loving attitude, like that, that caring about themselves is important. Am I actually doing that for myself or am I asking somebody else? Am I saying that I want a partner that's really fit because Western culture says we got to have a fit body? Or is it because I truly desire someone with a fit body? Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, there's something that's come up from that that I want to bring up when we look to your article on the law of attraction, and that's coming from Lack. And actually, I think now's maybe a good time to slip into another break, and maybe let's talk about affirmations once we've touched on your amazing article and some of the stuff you said about the law of attraction. How does that feel for you? Does that feel expansive? Is that a thumbs up? It feels expansive to me, and but okay. it feels good in my heart and in my chest. I'm like, yes, that feels like a yes. It's a yes. So those of you that aren't aware um, of what the word expansive means, stay locked because 
not only are we going to bring this amazing word into your life, but also some other words like a variant of expansion, which is expanny and Jessosaurus <laughs> and all of the things. We are going to create a dictionary at some point, I think, of just like amazing new new words and phrases. What do you think? Does that sound good? Done. It's done. Okay, let's let's talk about that on the break while our fabulous listeners get seduced by the sounds of Mr. Eric. Sunshiny day. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. I love that song. Right, 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 day. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's over here just like shaking his head at us. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so. We're bringing it back. You're with Jess and Dan, Method Meets Magic. You can find us on Facebook, Method Meets Magic Radio. You'll see um, our faces up there. You can find us on Instagram at Method Meets Magic. Uh, You can find Dan. Where can they find you? Dreamer CEO on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And I I liked that voice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you can find me on Instagram at Jess underscore Bubbaco or www.jessbubbaco.com. That's right, J-Bub. That's right. Let them know. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. Love. Um, okay, so we're bringing it back. We're talking about the law of attraction. We talked before the break a little bit about vision boards, and I want to give you um, uh, the kind of basis of what vision boarding, I believe vision boarding has been built off of. It's yeah. not official, but that's kind of the concept <laughs> of it. And by the way, guys, if you want to hit us up, we're at hey, H-E-Y, hey, at methodmeetsmagic.com. If you've got some experiences about vision boards and law of attraction and affirmations and some of the other things that we're going to talk about that you want to share with us, let us know. And remember, in a couple of weeks, we're going to start allowing you to call in and talk to us direct. We are very excited about this and all of the things. Go for it, J-Bub. Over to you again. I was thinking in my head as you said that, I'm like, it's like, hey, methodmeetsmagic.com not like hey like horse at methodmeetsmagic.com but hey (laughs) all right so let's talk law of attraction um so the law of attraction is uh basically if many people i'm sure have heard of the secret the book the secret this sort of was the first not the first but this was a book that um brought i believe to the mainstream it brought it to the mainstream yeah absolutely And mm-hmm. the idea, what I hear a lot of people talk about, because I, ta- I taught a class called the Manifesting Master Class for a while. And the concept that I hear a lot of people um, believing that the law of attraction is, is think about what you want. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. And sometimes we bring in some, I've heard people say, like, and the feeling part, like, think about it and feel 
the emotion, act as if it's happened, and then you create what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. And this is where the idea of the vision board comes in. Take mm-hmm. what you want, put it visually so you can see it in front of you, so then you're thinking about it, and then it will magically pop up in your life, which mm-hmm. sometimes it does actually feel that magical. Mm-hmm. However, again, I think what Dan and I are really getting to today is the importance of sitting down with yourself and asking yourself what you want for yourself. There's a lot of conditioning out there in the world of what we think we should be doing because other people are doing it. Um, what society tells us, what your dad told you when you were five, um, and the importance of really coming into the now and understanding your true desires, even if what you want for yourself looks totally different than what your parents told you you should have growing up or whatever else it might be, um, because you can create a vision board and you can focus on what you desire for yourself visually. I want the boyfriend, so I'm going to put the boyfriend up on the vision board and he looks like, I don't know, who's somebody. Right. I was like, yeah, I don't know why Fabio came to mind. Who's Fabio? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Where I'm, I'll send you a picture after this. <laughs> I don't know if I want a picture of this. Yes, I'm getting a little bit concerned about this. <laughs> this was, I think, like a 1990s reference. Is that 1990s? I feel like maybe 90s, be- 80s, 90s. Oh, you, Mamacita. Oh, <laughs> you. Yeah, but we're bringing it, bringing it into really starting to ask yourself what you want for yourself, within yourself. And Dan and I, should, I think this is, I want you to tell them about what you were just talking about, of coming from a place of, how do you decide if you're coming from a place of lack, of I need to have this so I can be whole and complete, or I need to have this because society told me I should have it, versus like, oh, I really want this for me. I wouldn't even step there yet, Jessosaurus. I'd I'd really get into. I mean, the secret. I have strong opinions on this, and we're only two shows in, so I'm not going to divide the world. I really had a divisive instance with the world in the last week. I'm going to leave my divisive thoughts on this for another time. But the law of attraction, the popcorn version of it that we find being publicised and that people are selling you know, a lot of online programs and stuff on, it kind of doesn't work in alignment with universal laws as taught by the ancients and as we're finding is even proven by science. And I think debunking some of the myths and some of the snake oil that we're finding um, out in the world is one of the reasons why we, we came together to do this show, to demonstrate that some of these laws, these universal laws, which are laws because one plus one equals two in the instance of all of these laws do work. However, they're not being properly applied and not being properly understood. So even when it comes to the law of attraction, like you rightly said when we were speaking the other day, the law of attraction really is the law of vibration, which is that when your frequency, which is a measurable thing, guys, this is not hokum, your frequency, what you're resonating at is a measurable thing, matches that of which you desire then it can show up. The caveat to that is that you must believe that it can show up. That we're going to the mindset now. And you must be moving or operating in your life in a manner, in alignment, or that matches how you believe it can or cannot show up. The example that I always use is, is uh, $100,000. I firmly believe $100,000 can be on my table. However, I don't have the belief that $100,000 will pop out of thin air. Mm -hmm. My belief is that if I work, if I create value, I can have that in my bank and then go and get it from the bank and put it on the table. That's not to say that it's not possible. Reality is an an, an accumulation of infinite possibilities. That's what reality is. And we tune into those with our frequency. But me personally, me right here, right now, in this moment, the series of choices I've made about what I've allowed to come into my life as beliefs brings me to a, a point in time here wherein I don't hold the belief that it can m- manifest mysteriously and magically here on the table. People are using the law of attraction without taking into account the fact that the thing that they're asking for requires them, because of their beliefs, to operate in a certain way or to take certain actions 
which they are not taking, and that's why it's not showing up for them. I love this. I did an activity. I was in in a women's networking group. I love the – do you mind if I stop for a moment on the money idea? Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Because what I'm hearing is that you need to have the belief I can make mm-hmm. $100,000. I need mm-hmm. to have um, the emotional energy that's going mm-hmm. to – so um, excitement, enthusiasm, trust, whatever the emotion, I guess, mm-hmm. if you can – It's remember. just lack of – to be honest, it's just a lack of resistance. You can be neutral as long as you don't have resistance. Okay. But that's something we're going to talk about before we lock up for the day. I love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. I was in my networking group and we were talking about money and I did a talk on money and what I had everyone do, there were maybe 30 women in the room and I had everyone write down how much Mm -hmm. money they had in their bank account that day, Mm -hmm. like between savings and checking, write Mm -hmm. it on a piece of paper, paper, I added it up and Mm -hmm. there's people obviously in the room who were having, you know, we're all business owners, so there's people who are having money issues or whatever else it might be. And they're saying to themselves, like, I don't have enough money. There's not enough money, blah, blah, blah. And there was mm-hmm. literally a million dollars between all of us. If we were like all of us sitting there, like some people, when I was adding it up, had like 10 bucks in their bank account. And then some mm-hmm. people had a million dollars. You know, there was a varying difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there were people physically sitting in that room in the story that there was no money available to them. And mm-hmm. then I had everyone write down one or two needs that they're having in their life. Like I need. I want to make lose weight and I want to, um, you know, find, find a partner. Um, mm-hmm. Or I'm, I need to tan my body or like whatever it might be that their need whatever was that they were needing. And so it, to me it was like, okay, well, how are you going to move money from that woman's pocket to yours? Well, there's multiple mm-hmm. and infinite options. You could go steal her purse, the lady <laughs> with half a million dollars in her checking account. You could offer her your service. You could you could do a million different things to move the money. So it's mm-hmm. for me that was a a powerful exercise in going. Oh wait, and this is goes back to sort of the choice machine or picking and choosing our thoughts. Is that yeah? Just because I'm experiencing a lack of money or an abundance of no money, if you think about it that way, if you shift into abundance, I have an abundance of space in my bank account. There you go, ready to receive. Ready to receive. Well, mm-hmm. there's always options available there to you be able to get it. It's it's here. It's all here. I just can't see it because I don't believe it's possible. There you go. Yeah. It's like there's so much that we're going to talk about over the days and weeks to come. I like. I, I wish we had more time to talk to them about this. And the bottom line is, is this: is that rea- the reality of reality is that all of this thing that we consider to be physically physical matter is just energy vibrating at different frequencies that only collapses into what we consider to be physical matter taking form in alignment with our expectations again this is not my opinion this is not a danism this is scientifically proven fact they've done this in a laboratory the thing that composes matter the electrons that that compose matter as its smallest uh, component they only take shape and do something called collapsing the wave function collapsing the waveform collapsing the wave function whatever the clever science people say but it only takes physical shape once it's given an instruction, and that instruction is what we expect to observe. Mm -hmm. Now, we have expectations based on our feelings, so our feelings, right, literally tell reality what it should look like. So when we make choices on how we're going to direct our feelings, direct that observing power, we literally frame our world. Now, the law of attraction or the law of vibration literally says that once we make the choice to be at a certain vibrational frequency, then things matching that will come in. So when we start getting into intention, when we set a clear intention about what we want to experience and connect with that in terms of what it feels like or connect with it in terms of what it is as a frequency, we call it in. But there are these caveats because if I don't believe something is possible, then how can I genuinely make that as an observation and have it as an expectation? I can't. So if I don't believe it is possible or I don't or I'm closed off to the possibility or closed off to the potential of an outcome of some of the beautiful, bountiful abundance in this room coming to me in a loving way, in a playful way, then how can I create that? I physically can't. And that's why it's physically impossible for it to show up when we don't have a belief that allows it. Boom. Done. (laughs) I love it. I love it. No, I think that you just dropped a ton of wisdom and I think that this is a great 
point uh, part right now because we only have a couple of minutes left um, to oh, so number one. I'm going to post on the Method Meets Magic website, uh, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook, Method Meets Magic. You'll see Dan and myself. I'm going to post the article that I wrote on um, manifesting and how to manifest in your life. Yeah, let's have a discussion on that on the on the page. And you can go to yeah. methodmeetsmagic.com and it will it will send you to the page. Methodmeetsmagic.com will take you to our Facebook page. Yeah, so if you're you're enjoying what Dan's talking about, what I'm talking about in terms of how to create your reality and vibrational frequencies and all these things, go check out that article. Um, and Dan, I would love for you before we leave today to tell them a little bit about uh, what we're doing and what, oh gosh, what's coming up. So much coming up. Guys, uh, we've been alluding to it. We're here to tell you all about it. We've, we've touched on some of the points here, uh, but effectively... There are three things that must be in alignment for you to create anything in your life. There are three things that must match with the thing that you want to create. One of them is that your energy, which is a measurable thing, your frequency, which is a measurable thing, must be aligned up with it. Now, the law of attraction, the law of vibration speaks to this piece of the puzzle. The other thing that must be in alignment with it is your belief system. Your mindset must match up with it like we've shown. Science is showing if we don't have a belief that something is possible, then how can we make that observation? And if we can't make the observation, then that thing that beautiful thing that we've created as a pattern of energy is not going to make it down into reality. And the other thing is this. If I have a belief that something must be done in a certain way, then if I'm not doing that thing, how can it show up? Our actions must also align. We have to be very clear with our intention like we spoke about last week and we're going to speak about in the weeks to come. We must communicate that with our feelings because that's the way that we communicate our instructions to energy. We must have a mindset in alignment and we must take action in alignment. Over the next nine weeks, guys, we are going to be digging deep into that. We're gonna, every three weeks, we're gonna do the following. We're gonna have a week where we're gonna give you some teaching on it. We're gonna bring in a, a, a really amazing guest that's gonna talk some of the, some super duper tips and tools and, uh, and grooviness on it. And then we're gonna have you guys call in. We're gonna have a Q and A. Uh, a friend of ours is going to come and support us with that. That's my friend M, who's uh, on the Do It With Dan podcast Q&A. We are going to shake your world over the nine weeks with a Method Meets Magic nine-week nine, nine course on, on manifesting and actually taking these tools and applying them in a powerful, real way into your life. I love this. Thank you for teeing that off. That was beautiful. So basically yes. what we're doing, I, I got this image in my mind of a Connect Four. Do you know Connect Four? Do you guys play that I game? know Connect Four. It's okay. a British game. You guys stole it. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Well, okay. Along, along with your country. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. We're, we're not talking about that here, Mr. Daniel. Hashtag tea party. I love it. Hashtag tea party. <laughs> All right, guys. So basically what we're going to do is be bringing to you over the next nine weeks, we're going to cover three topics. How do you shift your mental energy so that you are shift your mindset so that you can start to believe that what you want is there? How can you shift your emotions if you're somebody who gets carried away with emotions or you find that your emotions and doubt and fear tell you you can't have what you want? Um, how do you start to shift those emotions? And then how do you take action? And so to yes. me, I'm seeing like the connect four, but it's connect three, the game for anybody who knows yeah. it. And it's like once <laughs> I align, once I put my red coin in for mental, once I put my red coin in for emotional, once I put my red coin in for action, it's like I've won the game. And then I get a tick on my chart that says, yep, you did it. And I officially have right? Like I've won the game. The thing is Excellent. there. I've manifested a win. We're going to teach yeah. you how to do that in your life so that you have those, you can align those three things so that you can start creating what you desire for yourself. And we're kicking off next week with energy and emotion. And it's going to be really fun. And maybe we'll pick up on some of the things that come up in the discussion, which we are waiting for you to join us with on the Facebook page. Methodmeetsmagic.com, guys, go check us out. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us today. Um, Facebook, Method Meets Magic. Sending so much love. Have a magical Ooh. day. Magical week, magical life. Well,